Welcome to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner. Our world is in big trouble and we are in it up to our souls. Be alert because Satan is not done attacking you yet. We need to learn from God's word how to fight the spiritual war that each of us is engaged in today. So let's join our lesson today. Praise Lord. Let's have prayer. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Father, for being so good. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to try to reach your children. You make it possible for Lord that, that I might say the right thing, push the right button, that your children might listen. I'm asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to once again ask uh, Evangelist Turner if she would read Matthew 35, 9, for the 35 through 38, and uh, Ezekiel 22 and 30. Amen. Matthew 9. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest is, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye, Therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. And it reads, And I sought a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Amen. Once again, I thank God for the privilege of being here today. And I thank God for all that he's done. As an evangelist, uh, uh, wife and I normally travel church to church, and we see churches at should have 300 people or more in there. It might only be 10 or seven big church because the people today don't seem to want realness. Those churches that have few people are the ones that tell the truth and tell the people what it takes to be saved. Uh, most of the churches today cater to the weakness of the people and they're so concerned about taking care of the expense of that big church they've come to realize that maybe they shouldn't preach so hard as the word is used maybe they should uh, water down the word and make it easier for the people to digest because they got to pay the bills consequently the people don't grow they're being entertained. It's like going to 
a place of entertainment instead of going to church. Everybody's so glad to see each other, and they hugging, and they kissing, and they shaking hands, and oh, and they ready for the good music. And I've got nothing against music. God knows. But the music shouldn't be preferred over the word of God. But it is. But I'm saying people that are praising God through music is fine. As long as they remember the music is played for the glory of God. I thank the Lord. I thank God for you. I ask that you pray for our podcast and pray for our health and our strength that we can continue. Amen. But you know what? I've been trying to get through to people. First of all, you're going to have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the beginning. That's like entering kindergarten on the first day. You've got to believe that. And then you have to make up your mind that you want to serve God in the way he wants you to serve God. Now you've got to find out what God expects of you. When you confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus is the Lord and that you want to be saved, what does that mean to you? Does it mean that the life that you had before you got saved the attitude you had about life before you came to God should remain the same? God forbid. You're supposed to be one to grow, to find out what is necessary to please God. Because you are no longer yours. You are God. You have given your life to him. Now that means that you're going to have to make some changes. What you were doing before, before you came to God, there's got to be some changes. That means know what is sinful, desire to not do them, ask God for help that you should not sin anymore. And then if you should find that it's very difficult and you sinned, remember this, repent. I'd like to say this. It's a struggle between just being saved and staying saved. It's a struggle. And then it's even more of a struggle when you're trying to seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That means you've grown by leaps and bounds, by troubles and whatever happened. You just got up, and as you got knocked down, you got up, and you repented, and you kept walking. You should examine yourself. How long have you been going to church? How long have you looked to God? Have you grown any? Are you the same, the same attitude that you had before you started? Then you have a problem. Know what is sin. Know what is sin. Desire that you sin no more. In Jesus' name. Folks, just giving these preachers your money and doing the same thing that you've been doing before you came to God is a waste of time. You understand that? 
It is a waste of your time. They've got some good churches out there, some good men of God, some good women of God that's bringing that word. But you're going to find that the church is not going to be packed. In the road that you must travel to be saved, first of all, it's not easy to find. When I, when I made up my mind I want to serve God, I saw so many things going on, I didn't know which way to go. So I prayed and I asked God, Lord, what is right? What is right? I was raised Baptist. And I saw, I knew I noticed there's a lot of different Baptists. Some Baptists believe this, some Baptists don't believe that, some Baptists believe in, you know, fighting against one another, some believe in loving one another. Lord, what is it? Pentecostal, same thing. All these other churches around, same thing. Fighting against one another. Everybody's fighting. Lord, what's going on? What should I do? I sincerely want to be saved, but I didn't want to get out there and, and find out later on that I've been serving the wrong God, that I haven't been serving God the way he wants me to serve him. I kept praying, Lord, help me. What denomination are you? What is this, Lord? What, what's going on? Everybody hating each other. I found out later that it was the devil in that. The devil was coming against all of these churches, and they caused each other to fight against one another. Same as with racially. I don't like you because you're black. I don't like this because you're white. I don't like this because you're Hispanic. I don't like this because you whatever. <sighs> all this bickering in the what is called the house of God. I just wanted to do the right thing. I just wanted to please God. I didn't want to get right down to it. And when I die, I found that the Lord's going to say, I didn't know you. But Lord, I, I was at church every day. I paid my tithes. I tried to do right. I thought I was doing right. The preacher said it was all right. You understand what I'm saying? And then the Lord said, no, I didn't know you. Yeah, you got to go the other way. I did not want that to happen to me. So I'm praying, Lord, hey, help me. And I'm telling you, I see so much hatred today. People don't like you because you're black. People don't like you because you're white. Huh? Yeah. I, what you going to do? We're not we're supposed to love one another. Race, color shouldn't have anything to do with it. Oh, but it does. What makes it so? The devil makes it so that we fight against one another. God, people are like a big garden, all colors of people in there, all different kinds, different complexion. But there's one thing that we should have in common, and that's the love of the Lord and loving one another. And it should make a difference what color they might be. So when you get into this problem, when you can't stand a person because he's black or you can't stand him because they're white or you can't stand him because they speak a different language or they got an accent, scent, you don't like it because of that, oh, you got a problem. You need to pray for yourself. You need to pray for yourself. Your church should reflect the community. 
A black man shouldn't have to leave out of the community to find a black church. A white man shouldn't have to leave out of his community to find a white church. An Oriental shouldn't have to leave out of the community to find a church that will accept them because they're, they're a different color. Oh, the, God's house should be open to all people. So why isn't it? It's the act of the devil. You can understand if you're in a, all 100% Hispanic, then it's going to be 100% Hispanic in there. But if, if a black man should walk into a, a, a Hispanic church that's 100% Hispanic, he should receive the love of God when he walk in there. If a white man walks into a black church, and he should receive the love of God when he walk in there. They shouldn't look at him or her as just being a white person walking into a predominantly black church. The love of God should be there. The greetings, come in, brother. Good to see you. Come in. Whatever color you might be, it doesn't make a difference. Open arms. Oh, it's not an easy road to travel. But don't give up. I don't care how much wrong you see. Don't feel like this is the way it's got to be. I don't care if the preacher's preaching wrong and he's the only church in the area. Continue. Go home and pray. Pray to God. Lord, help me. Find a home for me. I know this is wrong. We shouldn't be fighting against one another on a racial basis. All of the children that was created by God are God's children. Doesn't make a difference whether they're black or white or Hispanic or Oriental or whatever, brown or uh, Asian or uh, Indian. It shouldn't make a difference. Sometimes in the schools, the teachers make a difference between the children just simply because they're not the same complexion as they. And to give the children a hard time because the children might be Hispanic and he might be white, or the children might be black, and he might be white, or the children, might, he might be black, and vice versa. And he don't like uh, white children, or he don't like oriental children. It's sad, but it happens. You should be willing to teach and do the best you can with whatever color that kid has. should make a difference. You're a teacher. Teach. You're a teacher. Teach. You're a preacher. Preach. Preach the word of God. Reach out. Brother, welcome. And I hope to see you next week. I hope to see you during midday service. I hope. Come on in. How would you like to work in this church? What, do you, what can you do? What can't you do? What would you like to do? Maybe we have somebody here that can help you. Show love. And that is the way it's supposed to be. I had a vision that God gave me. There were three ministers, and I was one of them. This is when I was struggling, trying to find my way. And we were running. I mean, running like this, like a track. It was a, a track that was looked like it was miles long, but it was a track where you run to try to see who's going to win. And at the far end, we had a big sign that said, finish. But where we started off at, it was a nice track. But as we started to run, the rougher it got. And this is the way it's going to be when you convert to Christianity, when you decide you want to serve God. The longer you run, the rougher it's going to get. 
The devil is not going to give up on you because he wants you back where you were. But if you should fall or stumble anyway, don't just lay there. Get up. Continue to race. Pray, Lord, help me. I, I, I injured my knee. Lord, help me. I injured my ankle. Lord, help me. I, I skinned I skin my, my feet. You know, but continue to run. Get up. Get up. Get up. And continue to run. And I'd done that. And they had scorpions and snakes and all kinds of vermins that in the, in the, came up in the track, uh, big holes that I had to jump over and waterways. Just they, it was just a terrible track. It just turned out to be a terrible track to run on. This is why I'm trying to stay with God. And, but I decided I'm not giving up. Because every time an obstacle could come in my way and I looked down and I saw it and I avoided it, but I looked farther, I could see a sign that said, finish. So I knew that I was on the road of holiness, but it was tough. And one of the brothers said to me, hey, it's got to be a better way. This road is getting too tough. Well, let's, let's, let's see if we can't go around this stuff and come back on the other side. Well, I told the man, so we don't know what's over there. But I can see we're on the right track, brother. I see the big sign that says finish. And I know that if we stay on this road, eventually we're going to get there. It's tough, but don't give up. It's tough. Brothers and sisters, your soul is the most valuable thing that you have, that God gave you. And you have a choice. To serve God in the way he wants you to serve that you might be saved or try to find the easy way out and end up being lost. I decided to stay. One of the brothers I know went off in the other direction, but I kept on running. I came to a river. It was quite wide. <coughs> it looked like it's about 30, 40 feet wide, but it was so long. It was so long, I couldn't go around it. It was either try to jump over it, which I felt like I couldn't do that. It, it, the river, uh, 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 I had to try to swim it. I felt like maybe I could do that. But I knew that I couldn't go around it, so I had to go through it. So I said, Lord, look at this, this obstacle in my way. But I'm going to do the best I can, Lord. So I start, I dug in what the people used to call when I was when I was a young man back in the day when they had tracks was made out of cinder, and I, and, and we had cleats on our shoes, and I dug in as fast as I could and I jumped at the beginning of that that, that, that stream stream I jumped and I kicked as hard as I could, and I, in my mind I felt like I know I can't go all the way across, so I'm gonna have to swim, but I'm gonna jump and as high. And as long as I can, and try to get to the other side. Because I, every time I looked up, I could see that big sign said, finish. Well, boy, God gave strength to my legs. When I kicked at the edge of that river, I was able to kick myself all the way across to the other side. I never got wet. Because I gave my best, and I depended on God to do the rest. Hear me. 
I came down on the other side of that river. And when I, my feet hit dry ground, I just shouted, thank you, Jesus. But I was prepared to swim if I had to swim. I was prepared to swim because I was made up my mind that I wanted to be saved. And there was nothing that could come up that would deter me from what I want to be saved. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm telling you, you've got to have a made-up mind. And I know it's not easy to find good churches and good pastors, but they got some out there that teach the truth even though they're not living it. They do. They got some that's not living it and ain't teaching it either. But you've got to think about you and your soul, your growth in God. And I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. There is saved like the thief on the cross. He didn't have any time to sin after he got saved when he asked God to forgive him and, and remember him. That, that thief didn't have no time because they, 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 they were, they were killed, finna get ready to kill him right then. And he said to the Lord, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And God said, this day, you should be with me in paradise. Now, as far as you and I are concerned, there's a very good chance that we're not going to die when we confess and we believe in our heart. We're going to have to fight for a number of years, hopefully. That man, that, that, that sinner, he had the easy way out. He repented and died just like that. But if you want to repent, you ain't dying just like that. So what does that mean for you? That means you're going to have to fight on your hand. And I'm telling you, in God, all things are possible. Just if you get knocked down, and you will, get up, repent, and keep on running. Get up, repent, keep on running. Keep your eyes on the prize. And that prize said, finish. I kept running. Brother and sister, it hadn't been easy for me. But I got a good wife that's been there for me. And I thank God she don't try to cause me any more pain than the devil already has been causing me. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. And I hope you have one, too, that's willing to work and stand by you because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But you're going to have to have a made up your mind and, and that you're going to serve God and you're going to stand for righteousness. That's the way it is. Oh, Lord. There's a struggle between the time that you first come to God and the time that you die. And the fight is on until you die. I mean, the fight is on. The devil is not going to give up on trying to lure you away from God until you have no more breath in your body. The war is on, brothers and sisters. You got to be able to stand. You got to be willing to stand. You got to be willing to go through something. Heavenly Father, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, 
I thank you for standing by me. And I, I thank you for giving me this mind to stand in spite of. I love to be loved, but I guess I should have known when I come to God and trying to do things right, I wasn't going to be loved. But I'm glad you love me. I'm glad you're there for me. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all that you've done. If I could just, the people just know what you've done for me in my life. If they could just know where I come from, what God made possible, uh, possible out of nothing that this should not have been possible. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner of First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ located in Rocharon, Texas, 77583. It is our prayer that you will gain more spiritual knowledge from the Word of God and learn how to stay free from the strongholds of evil that come against you in your life. We welcome your tax-deductible donations sent to First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rocharon, Texas, 77583. That's First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rocharon, Texas, or cash app, dollar sign, FND Church. Again, cash app, dollar sign FND Church. You can also email Dr. Turner at turnerman at yahoo.com. Turnerman at yahoo.com.